0: back to the prefer not to say podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) back in full (laughs) effect. yes sir (laughs) today's episode we're going to talk about hard work what does that really mean we're not really sure these days because everybody's got a different definition of it and some people want you to do too much of it
1: yeah and they don't want to Sorry, I was stifling a sneeze. They don't want to adequately compensate you or show the proper appreciation for all the hard work you do put in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and a lot of people don't understand the value of their own hard work. You know, I've noticed this a lot when I see people like killing themselves for jobs that are underpaying them. I'm Like, you know, you're worth more than this, right? Yeah, it's really hard to watch in certain
0: situations. Yeah, I don't know, I was finding it weird. And everybody always just gotta tell oh, you gotta work harder. Let's pick up the pace. You gotta keep working harder. I had to do this. You should you should work even harder than that. Why?
1: Well, guys, we, we've got these simple goals. We can reach them. It's 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 not that hard. We can we can get through this together as a team. It's like, well, as a team, we could as a team pay my bills, maybe as a team. Then I could think about putting all my effort as a team here. But you know, as a team.
0: <laughs> as a team, they shout over
1: the intercom from their office. <laughs>
2: Honestly.
1: Oh man, my favorite is when when uh when your employer. This doesn't happen to me for like I want to say like a, a couple of years, but when my favorite is when your employer tries to say something like "We're all in this together," you know, when the pandemic started, or like, you know, this company wouldn't wouldn't when wouldn't, wouldn't operate without you, you know, talking to like the largest uh uh workforce, you know, like generally it's like all the entry level positions and whatnot. Like if you're in manufacturing, it's all the people out there actually making the shit, right? You know, say this company wouldn't operate without you, and it's like, well. Why don't you pay us like that then? You know, if we all left and this company would go under because of that, because it's, you know, not some giant several billion dollar industry like Google or something. You know, if we uh, if we we all left, you know, this company would go under. So why aren't we, you know. Paid for our value if we're that important to this company, if our absence causes this to just not exist anymore. There's
0: a great irony in statements like that, because what they're saying is, this wouldn't run without you, even though we could replace you tomorrow and not bat an eyelash. Mm.
1: That's the thing, though, is it, it's it's the it's the individual replacement. You know, it's it's if one employee's like, this is it, I've had it. And then just walk out. They're like, OK, we'll get another one tomorrow. But if like all of you did, <clears throat> you're nice, if all of you did, <laughs> then uh, they'd be forced to, you know, come to table and actually negotiate what your problems are. I don't know what the situation was, but I
0: remember when I worked at Meijer, there was a day where we were told, oh, hey, by the way, the freight company, 30 drivers quit. We're not getting our delivery yet. And I was like, oh, word. okay." (laughs) It's funny. Me and one of my friends actually had a written availability that we had to be out at 5 p.m. So we left and it still wasn't here. We're like, sorry, guys. Have fun staying here all night.
1: It's I feel like there's a lack of unity in, in the workforce. And that's that's why people don't understand their value or their power. You know, they just let themselves get all, get walked all over because they are painfully aware that they could be replaced any day, you know, but you couldn't be replaced like you could your, your employer couldn't fire you and replace you the next day. If firing you meant 80 percent of the workforce went with you, you know, nobody's yeah. nobody's willing to stick their necks out like that for each other. Nobody has that sense of community. And that's why they get preyed upon. You know, it's like. Why is a wolf pack strong? Because they have numbers. You know, if one of them is 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 pushed out of the pack for whatever reason, it's left to fend for itself. More often than not, that thing's dead within a few months, if that, you know, so. That's all I'm trying to say is nobody, nobody sticks their neck out. I think the problem anymore. is the
0: stakes. Mm-hmm. You got to think if you're not getting paid very much, can you afford to leave? Also, with benefits being tied to employment. How long can you go without insurance? So they just have just enough strings to play you like a marionette. So if you cut those strings, you could be in a very bad situation. I find it weird that that's the whole ethos in America is working hard. Why? Why does it have to be hard work?
1: Yeah. Why can't it just be good work? Doesn't have to be hard. It's like
0: the really weird hustle culture that I see that I don't agree with. Because it shouldn't apply to literally every aspect of life. If you're trying to build a, a company or a brand or something, yeah, get out and hustle. Do what you need to do. Hustling shouldn't be working 60 hours at a place that does not care about you. Mm-mm.
1: Oh, man, I'm hustling. I got to secure the bag. Securing the bag is securing your bag, not someone else's. You know? Yeah. That's what I never understood. The People are like, oh, you got to put in all these hours. You got to get it, all this work. So, or you could just put in the fucking hours for yourself. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's. It's. It's harder for people to like rationalize the decision because, you know, you, you can say uh, you can say all day that, all right, I, I'm going to not work at this company tomorrow and I'm going to work for myself and you can spend 14 hours doing something, but doesn't have any immediate tangible benefit for you. So you feel like the the effort was wasted. You know, you don't, right. have, you don't get a paycheck at the end of the week for that day that you worked for yourself. People are people aren't aware that it's a. It's a it's a it's a slow growth at first.
0: Yeah, it's definitely that instant gratification really holds a lot of people back because you have the comfort of the paycheck every week. I was actually listening to an episode of Super Duty Tough Work, and it was 10 Lessons of Being Self-Employed. Great. I listen to it all the time. It's such a great episode. And one of the, the first one was something that he had heard from an audio engineer that he went to for mastering his records. You know, when he had started weightless records in the early 2000s, he was, this guy was the guy he went, they did their mixing and stuff like that, but he just did the mastering and finalized everything. And he asked him what advice he had for him to uh, go self-employed. And the way blueprint described it was the perfect way. He said, this dude said the difference between being unemployed and self-employed is what you decide to do every day. And he said, That was 20 years ago. And I still remember this. And I thought, yeah, it really is dependent on what you do. It's like when the pandemic first hit, you know, there are people that were unemployed. But with the things I was able to do, I wasn't operating like I was unemployed. The amount of stuff I was doing, just, you know, that's when I picked up doing the, crazy artwork for the podcast episodes, which, you know, after losing all the time, I couldn't really do anymore. <laughs> so I just, I left it to text and honestly, the past couple of episodes don't even have one, but you know, and I, I was constantly doing something and that really hit me. I was like, yeah, it really depends on what you do. Cause you could be doing nothing and say you're self-employed. And then there, there were just a lot of other things that he was talking about, how, you know, being self-employed is almost more job security than having a job. Because it's dependent on you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not beholden to some some entity saying, "All right, well, you can continue making money here." It's 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 entirely in your hands. The only person that can fire you is you,
0: right? Or it's like when Dame Dash said, "You know, if you work for yourself, you don't have a boss. No one can tell you you're fired."
2: You
0: mm-hmm. know, I think Blueprint even said he said I could fire myself by putting out some wax stuff, but you know, <laughs> other than that, you know, because and he said the way he put it, he said the person. I don't know if was the person who succeeds the most, is the person with the most bosses, which is a really weird thing to say, but he didn't really mean bosses. He's referring to his customers. He has an audience and a customer base. They have to collectively decide to not
1: support him anymore for him to fall off. Yeah. I get that. That makes that makes sense. I don't think I'd use the word bosses, though. I under, I, I understand the sentiment entirely. I th- I think I would just use, like, uh i think i would just say that i had the most demands on me or something like that i think it was i, I mean this was just yeah. off the top of his head so yeah. I, I don't 100%, think he meant it like, 100%. they, they he employ me he wasn't sitting there in the lab for fucking six hours like i right, gonna spit this line mm, this is gonna be perfect now i understand but i just the, the word boss just does not float around in my head with a positive light <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we see so much negativity as a result of having Honestly. bosses so like any of these positions where somebody's where I'm in a workforce and there's like somebody with authority, I don't ever fuck fucking call them the B word. Not a goddamn single time, not once. I make it very clear to them that uh, uh-uh, we're I, I don't view you as a superior here. I hate to say it to you, buddy, but you're my coworker <laughs> <laughs> and nothing more.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's got to be like that. You got to have that energy in certain situations. Yeah, the hard work thing is just, and it's funny because the things that you should be working hard on people generally discourage you from. Mm. And that's why people always say, Oh, you got to You should have a plan B. Why anybody that's successful. I've come across always says they didn't have a plan B because if they had a plan B, they wouldn't have time for plan a.
1: Yeah. If the, if they had a plan B, they wouldn't attack plan a like that. Like it was the only thing that would keep them alive. You know, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the adversity. You're like, if, if plan a don't succeed, I'm going to fucking die. So I have to make plan a work. Right.
2: You know?
0: It's also a thing where when they say work hard they don't mean work for yourself it's why why do we praise people who create jobs because the type of jobs that are constantly being created no one wants these jobs yeah. no one's happy about these jobs
1: oh this person made 10,000 new, new jobs working in a warehouse somewhere being underpaid and criminally overworked yay let's write a fucking puff piece article about him <laughs> I don't get it either
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, there's certain situations where creating jobs can be really awesome. Like the interview that I just recorded with this page, indie and Unsigned, or it's a show. And we were talking about the new Coming to America movie, apparently at the end of the credits, because I haven't seen the movie yet. I just haven't had time to watch it. It said he said there said there was something like they were able to hire like six thousand people and give them jobs to work on this movie. And I thought, see, that's the kind of work. Those are the kind of jobs that I like seeing created because it's work. People can be proud of. They're not just a cog in a machine. It's like, look, look, this is what we made together as opposed to I'm in an assembly line and we make this product for your consumption. Yeah. Even though I could be jettisoned from this position at any time and replaced with somebody else who (laughs) works cheaper.
1: Hate that shit.
0: Yeah. That's why I like, uh, you know, I'm not a, fan of tyler perry's movies but the moves he makes in giving other people work is amazing he owns the largest film studio in the industry like like physically real estate wise he bought a decommissioned military base and turned it into a film
1: and television studio that why 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 was why did no one do that before him that just seems so obvious it's because
0: he he has control of it though Uh uh-huh it's more so people don't do it because of how the industry operates. People don't want to put
1: their own money in. Yeah, I was, I was going to say they're spending somebody else's money. That's why. they. Can't. Yeah,
0: it's, it, they'd rather spend somebody else's money than put their own money into it. And I think Tyler Perry has been doing that from the jump because, you know, he's, honestly, he's an example of hard work. He went broken, homeless, trying to get a play off the ground. I think about that. He was trying to get a play to be successful. <laughs> this was before he did the movies. Cause he was on the play circuit for years. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the plays came out in the mid to late nineties. And then when the first film that he wrote and started in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, that was the, that was his first feature, but he didn't direct it. And then after that, he directed every single one of his movies, but I think he put up his own money from the revenue from the plays. And I think it was like a $35 million budget. So it was like, most of that was his own money, you know, and he was, He definitely put in the hardware that you need to work, but it also resulted in something that could give back to others, something he could pass on. You know, everybody just wants us to work until we die for the sake of productivity and revenue
1: in a general industry. (laughs) Hard work. Create all this air quotes surplus value so we can extract it from you. That's how you know they're not looking at you as people. They're looking at you as cattle that function in a machine. They're looking They're looking at you for what you can produce that you should have ownership of, but then they take from you.
0: Exactly. It's also weird because anytime anyone preaches hard work, it isn't to better anything. It's just there's so many people who because of what they went through. Well, I did this and this. You just got to work harder. No, you got to work. You didn't work smart. That Honestly. was your problem.
1: As if, if I could pass anything down to anybody, it would be work as as tired out as it is. It's work smart, not hard. You don't need to be killing yourself for, for any of this. There's an easier, better, more efficient way, a less strenuous way to do whatever it is you're trying to do. I mean,
0: Game Stonk is a good example because most people don't realize there was a lot of groundwork laid before that got spread around. Most people don't realize that it wasn't just a bunch of a bunch of dudes on Reddit who were like, hey, let's flip the market. No, it doesn't really happen like that. I wish it happened like that. That'd be amazing.
1: There was, there was, there were a lot of moves being made, and a lot of information was dug up for that to happen the way it did. That was hard work, but not a single one of the people involved had to get up out of a chair to do it.
2: Yeah, that's the funny <laughs> thing,
1: you know.
0: And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people are against OnlyFans, mm-hmm. aside from you know people's moral views on sexuality, which just need to be. Deleted from existence because get over it. It's twenty twenty one. I don't think people like that. People can just make money from home now.
1: I don't think people like that. People can make money without doing extremely strenuous physical labor. Yeah, I think that's what it is.
0: You know, you hear all these comments of people who are against it, like, "Oh, get a real job." Mm-hmm. It's like, first of all, any sort of online content creation is more work than you do at whatever general labor job that you do. As creators ourselves, I'll tell you the things that I have to do. Trust me, one Instagram
1: post takes me probably a few hours. <laughs> it's it's crazy because like I used to I used to think like oh it's just Instagram you just fuck get this video fucking put a little tagline on and send it out uh, no it was a little, it was a little bit more than I was expecting. Yeah, you you saw me do it, mm-hmm. and then you were doing it yourself, and you're like, oh, like
0: having to come up, you have to find a clip mm-hmm. in your you know our stream. Like the right clip at that.
2: Mm.
0: Didn't you say you also have to, like, don't you timestamp, like, on a notepad a moment yeah, you think it, that is a
1: good moment? Yeah. It's people don't see it often because like you don't see my hands at any point during the stream unless I'm like very animated and I'm talking about something but yeah I do have a notepad next to me I'm t- like anytime I'm sitting there cracking up laughing at my own joke or someone else's or something very interesting happened I'm like caught in the moment I have to have like this constant guard of like as amazing as that is I need to remember what fucking time it is <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, so man, fucking hard funny. to manipulate your attention
1: <laughs> on that level. Well,
2: all right, I
0: think we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk once again about hard work. and we're back with round two of hard work
1: the don't kill yourself
0: edition exactly
1: don't kill yourselves over a corporation Mm -mm. so years ago i used to deliver appliances right some of the hardest work i've ever done it didn't need to be as hard as it is It could have been done more efficiently it could have been done with like a less stringent demand on when and how and, and all that but you know, this is when I was young and dumb. So I was like, oh, yeah, maximum effort every day. You know, I was at a point where I could fuck pick up and throw a refrigerator just to, you know, get it out of the way. Fuck 30 seconds faster than doing it the normal way. And I was like, hell, yeah, hard work, all this. And I spent years doing that. Six of them. Six whole fucking years. And I don't really have a lot to show for it. You know, I learned a lot about about uh, uh about working for yourself adjacent because I wasn't employed by anybody. You know, I had to learn how to file my own taxes at the end of the year, um, stuff like that. Um, but what I really have to show for it is is a mentality and bad knees. <laughs> <laughs> I hard worked myself into a a, a, a structural weakness. <laughs> well, which is something that can be built back up, but mm-hmm. is just going to take a different kind of hard work. Right. It was unnecessary to not need to do what I did. Cause the repair is usually like as strenuous as breaking mm. it down.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been working since about 15 and I think I got kind of a gift from both my parents. My dad taught me how to work and my mom taught me how to hustle. So what I learned from my dad was be a good worker. I could easily walk into a place and within months become your most valuable employee. But if I have to make money on the fly, Seeing my mom do the things that she does, I could easily just exist in that space and just like, you know, okay, here, I'll just go pick up random stuff and just sell it. You know, and I think those are skills that everyone should have. You should have both. You shouldn't just be taught, you know, be a good worker. You know, and I actually had an epiphany the other day and I realized why people are so submissive in the workplace. How often are
1: children told, do what you're told? Literally every day of their life. (laughs) It
0: starts then. And I realized- this is why people don't value themselves in a workplace because they see a superior and you're taught submit to the superior. And I thought Mm. that's why, that's why people don't ask for raises. That's why people have a hard time asking for time off because you're so used to do as you're told. It's hard to get that out of your system when you're conditioned for it for years and years and years until you get on your own. And then you have no negotiation skills. You don't have the self-confidence to realize you can do better.
1: I think I think pretty much everyone's going to have to deal with that at some point. And you you may not necessarily know when you make that, that huge dynamic shift where you kind of understand it. But, I mean, for example, myself, I, I, looking back at like the interviews I've had for the places that I've worked, you know, first two, three of them, I was absolutely just like, yeah, I'd just love to work here, blah, blah, blah. What, you know, the generic bullshit interview answers that, you know, you you think that they're expecting to hear, which would make you seem like an ideal candidate. Nowadays, and like i've been turned down for some of those jobs nowadays any place i interview i come in there and i i talk for like real like i'm i'm not going to be here all the time every day i'm honest with them like i just like you i got shit to do outside of here you know where are you going to be in 5 years working here no 5 years self employed i'm going to be the <laughs> fuck out of here in 5 years and every single time every one of them is like we'd like to make you an offer and then i get to choose and i'm like yeah oh. i'm going to go work here it's, <laughs> it's something about Something about not, not submitting just eventually clicked in my head. And I was like, it doesn't have to be uh, zero sum. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, the, the, the company wins, I lose. It, it can be a conversation. It can be an open dialogue. You know, I think that's something that I would put into kids going forward. You know, the, instead of telling the, ch- the kid, do as you're told because I tell you to, like have an actual conversation with them and explain things and help them come to the same thinking, make it their decision to do what you want to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a very good point. You know, also I think the whole space of searching for employment and what people are looking for in an employee is such a really interesting paradigm because it's all the middle people who don't actually have any sort of connection to anything other than being in the HR department. So I always find certain questions interviewers ask really weird, like, oh, can you name a time you really let the team down? Or can you tell us a, a time that you you screwed up? <laughs> and I struggle with those questions because I'm like, I don't know what you're looking for, but I don't really have moments like that. Honestly. You know, it's are you trying to, like, seek humility? I, you're not. Uh, that's not, that has nothing to do with his job. I don't know what you're asking that for.
1: I think it's because the, it's a very ham fisted way of them trying to figure out your flaws and your weaknesses so they can compare them against another employee. Like, well, this one is bad at this and this one's bad at that. Well, but this one will be here all the time and this one won't because they're doing all this other shit, you know? Um, I would say, like, anytime I've been asked that question, I'm like, I don't really have an example for you. Everywhere I go, I'm kind of the backbone, you know? And then. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, OK, you know, I've I've had a have had a, an interview go poorly because of that, because they were expecting me to, you know, divulge my my flaws. That's like, I don't really have a lot of them. Well, let's tell you.
0: It's like, I'm the guy you want. That's basically it. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. That's what would be the conversation. It's like, you know, the, why do you want to work here? Because you're hiring. <laughs> why
1: are you asking that question? What is your biggest flaw? And no, I don't mean a hidden strength. I was like, Oh, OK, <laughs> well then. All right, here we go silence like well yeah i don't fucking have one <laughs> i'm the best you're gonna get
0: <laughs> or when you see job requirements we need to set some legal standards for this because i'm seeing some really interesting stuff that almost borders on this doesn't make sense like there's such a disconnect with hr departments like when they say oh you need a master's degree but you only also need 10 to 15 years experience in this thing what <laughs>
1: If they, fo- if, they f- if they actually followed any of their, their strict requirements, like, you need know, a specific education and X amount of years of experience in, in the same field, they'd only be hiring, like, other boomers.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> or they want a master's degree and pay you
0: $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. I actually saw this post on Twitter because I spend way too much time on there, and I saw this gem. This person named uh, Sebastian Ramirez. I saw a job post the other day. It required four plus years of experience in fast API. I couldn't apply as I only have one point five years of experience since I created that thing. Maybe it's time to reevaluate that years of experience equals skill level.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember
0: seeing that. This person created an application that is on someone's requirements and they want more experience
1: than said current lifespan of said application. Five experience with this shit that came out a year and a half ago. Could you imagine the interviewing for that job? I I really hope that person did. I would have just so they can be like, oh, do you have five years of experience with this program? I'm like, no, I fucking built it. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like what? You know, yes, I'm pretty sure. Proof.
0: No, do you, you know what? I'm 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 convinced that HR has a D20 that they're rolling. How many years of experience do I need for this specific thing? And they roll.
1: They're like sixteen. <laughs> got it. That's how it works. I got modifiers. Is it entry level minus four? Okay, so twenty. So <laughs> sixteen. <heart>. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how it is. But then it's like then it's like the uh, some other crazy ass higher up position on the on the board, and it's just like, hold on, roll this twenty. Oh, you have the I'm related to someone else on the board modifier. Oh, well, we can just throw this dice out. You're good. Just get in here. <laughs> or I think there's way too much work we have to do in school nowadays.
0: I mean, that's always been the case, but I remember when I graduated, my requirements for graduating weren't very vast. And then after it got increasingly more so, and I'm like, hold up. What's going on here? Like, why do we have to do so much schooling?
1: Why don't we provide student- students with a stipend? That would be amazing. Like, no, it doesn't even necessarily necessarily have to be like K through 12 or some shit, because obviously you're five years old. What are you going to do? Spend the money on candy. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) unless you have that really ingenious entrepreneurial five-year-old who's like, I'm going to take that money. I'm going to buy these toys. and I'm going to flip them to these other kids. I don't know. (laughs) There are kids like that, (laughs) (laughs) but. Like uh, at least like students pursuing like uh, higher education, you know, like somebody's going to college. Why don't we give them a fucking stipend? If, if we always preach this mentality that like the, the youth, the kids are the future of this nation. Why don't we put all this effort into making them the best possible versions of themselves? Like, why don't we educate them? Why don't we teach them all the things we can, you know, why don't we outside of our bloodlines pass things down to them so that they can, you know, improve on, on the, 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 the country as a whole. I don't think it's a matter of the youth of the future. Mm -hmm. The the youth are
0: the previous generation's safety net. That's what they mean. That's got to be what they mean. Oh, this generation is going to take care of us. Be all you can be. Shoot for the stars. So that way you can pay for my existence later on in life. Mm -hmm. It's like I always find it funny when everybody, you know, oh, I don't nobody needs a handout. But at the end, they want social security benefits. Yo, you had 50, 60 years to stack that money.
1: You're you're expecting to be paid for? I mean, man, I, just, I I I don't know. I just want to meet everyone from the from the old, the generation that's dying out right now. I'm gonna stop calling them boomers. The generation that's dying out, and I just want to walk around with a pair of bootstraps. You know, what I'm I'm gonna hide it in my pocket. You know? <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, hey. So tell me, tell to tell the youth, me, somebody who's you know several decades you're you're, you're younger. What what your problem is with this new generation? Why, what what could we do to improve or like to guarantee that this the that this country is a good place for all, including yourself? And they spit all this shit, and I'll just be like, man, it's crazy. You should have bought yourself a pair of these, and just fucking pick them up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or if you know anybody complaining that you know they're not getting enough from anybody or whatever, like their kids aren't taking care of, them, it's like, well. Probably should have worked a little harder than you wouldn't be in this position, huh?
1: My children never come visit me at the retirement home. Bootstraps, Bill,
0: bootstraps. <laughs> you know, I always find it funny when, you know, there's those situations happen where it's like, oh, my kids don't want to care. It's like, were you garbage to them? Because, Honestly. yeah, they don't care. <laughs>
1: For anybody who 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 who's listening to this episode who may have estranged parents, here's a little piece of advice for you. It is not the burden of the child to mend the broken relationship between their parent. So you just keep that one forever. They fucked it up, they can fuck off. Or they
0: can put in a little hard work themselves to repair it. Yeah, I'll never understand. You can't hard work your way out of a broken system. Pandemic proved that.
1: Honestly. <sighs> work hard and do all this it's like it's crazy because like in order to work hard you need these things that you then tear through because you're working so fucking hard so you spend all that extra money that you had from working hard on buying more of these and it's, it's an endless predatory cycle yeah you know you know it gets people to work harder money yeah it's like it's the work boots thing you know it's like oh man i need a pair of steel toe work boots so i can keep this job or so i can have this job all right, well, I don't have a lot of money, so I'll buy the cheap ones. All right, next month, they're worn out. Guess i got to spend my paycheck on that, you know? It's just small things like that that just accumulate. You yeah, can, it's the can.
0: being poor is expensive because you have to constantly mm-hmm. buy all these things for said job. Mm-hmm.
1: Pay 1200 in rent instead of an $800 mortgage because they don't trust you.
0: Which is so weird. I always find that strange because... You could just take back the house if they don't pay. Just right.
1: like you, you get evicted from people get evicted from apartments all the time. You could just take the house back. See, that's the crazy thing is like, oh, we'll rent you this 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 house for twelve hundred dollars. You know, you, you you live there for two months and you burn the whole fucking house down. It's like, well, it's a good thing they're not like legally on the hook for the, the total cost or anything like that. It's crazy. Hope you got insurance. There are so many confusing things about the world.
0: I as bad as the pandemic was, it really Really put things into perspective for everybody.
1: Yeah. The the people in power don't give a
0: fuck about you. (laughs) Everyone also figured out how to sidestep the system. It's kind of funny. You know, like when Game happened, it was. Oh, it was that in conjunction with the influx and OnlyFans creators. It's like, oh, we can really just annihilate the previous economy if we wanted to. Now somebody's just got to lay the groundwork for it. And the fact that crypto is getting even more expanded in certain areas you know cryptocurrency the whole nft thing Yo, the future is really starting to look interesting and i i bet the older generations are starting i think it's out of fear they want to maintain status quo and it's not working
1: so my workplace has a lot of uh also i'll call them youth you know people fresh out of high school you know and that's like part of their target demographic for when they hire people and i've seen a lot of them come in and I've had conversations with them and they explain how certain things in life are super complicated. They'll like, they'll, the they know I'm a very outspoken individual. They'll ask me about like my ideas on, on things like socialism or whatever, or like healthcare. Like I, I heard, I heard someone complaining about, you know, their, their healthcare premiums, you know, I was, I was explaining to them exactly why they're as high as they are, you know, because there's, it's a for-profit industry, you know, it's, some there's somebody at the top who's making money off of this and I equated it to socialism and I was like well if we had uh, like a single payer system then there wouldn't be a profit margin then it would at at, at most it, or at, as a total it would cost less you know you would actually have less money taken out of each paycheck and they they see something like they hear something like that and I start explaining things to them and I'm like well I realized the world's like intentionally con- uh, complicated to keep people from like thinking differently or trying to subvert the system. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's complex and it, it connects in such weird ways to demotivate you, to prevent you from wanting to try to pull it apart. It's, it's a fucking puzzle just for the sake of being a puzzle.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's why I think we need to change certain language. Like I, say, I always say, we need to stop saying socialism. Previous generations have a certain association burned in their brain about that word. Also, The definition of it has been so obscured that it doesn't really apply to a lot of things that we want that is considered socialism. So that's why it's, you know, they're like, oh, can't have socialism or communism. It's like, look, the things we want aren't that. Why are we? Why does there have to be a relief package? We got plenty of money. It's just in the hands of certain individuals who are, you know, have
1: every way possible not to pay into their own country i saw something the other day somebody was talking about raising the minimum wage to like 1776 and calling it patriot pay and they were like (laughs) that's amazing let's see them say no to this
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that would be amazing the document that gets signed has to have a bald eagle you know printed (laughs) on it
1: stamped with the american flag the murica wage Mm -hmm if you don't like this, you can get out. And then when it comes to like the future, we just raise it to 2000, whatever or $20 and whatever change, <laughs> $2,000 an hour. I was, I was using the year, <laughs> using the year.
2: <laughs>
1: Raise it up to like, like, let's say we did this today. And then, you know, five years from now, we're like, well, we need to raise the minimum wage again. All right, well now it's $20 and 21 cents because that's when we started doing this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, nationalism. Oh, you're, it's it's great to serve your country by paying its employees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I think we can call it good. There, that's the episode today. Hard work.
1: Try not to do so much of that anymore. Mm-hmm. And know the value of your work. Don't don't give hundred and fifty percent when you're getting 80 percent compensation. If you're if you're putting in hard work, make sure it's something for you. That's really it. If it's your own platform, your own brand, that's rewarding. To the workers of the world out there, do not accept, <laughs> do not accept additional responsibilities without additional compensation. I hate that shit in every work, in every workplace. Like, oh, well, if you do this and this and we add this on top of that and then this on that, then maybe we'll give you a promotion. It's like, no, <laughs> uh-uh, the, the, the extra work comes with the extra pay. This is America. You, you get what you pay for, right? Well, fucking pay for something and I'll give it to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Well, you know where
0: to find us, everybody. We are on all the social medias, on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter. We are at PNTS underscore podcast. I host another podcast, which is a film podcast called The K-Cut, which drops every single Tuesday. I also produce and release music under the alias Boutique Paul. You can... Catch me on I'm on Facebook, but my feed is primarily my Instagram posts anyway. So you can just follow me on Instagram, my Instagram and Twitter at, at BTQ Paul. My partner over here is DMS underscore BrotoBird on Instagram.
1: And eventually he's gonna be back on streaming on Twitch as BrotoBird. The one and only I'm gonna get off all social media and live in the fucking woods because I'm sick of America's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh and uh we also have merch available through lavish media designs buy whatever they drop they've got all sorts of fun stuff coming out all the time it's getting nice now so they're
1: probably gonna be hosting car meets yeah I was, gonna, I was just gonna say they're connected to the car scene in the holland area so so if you live over there go check it out they're doing some event
0: that they're doing a pop-up
1: shop at i can't remember what it was but Ooh. i saw the post for it so i think it's like next month or something like that i'll get the details tonight i'll see them in discord Yeah,
0: uh, I should have... Actually, yeah, there's an interview I actually recently did as Boutique Paul Mm -hmm. uh, for Indian Unsigned. It's on YouTube. It was live on Facebook. I think it was live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Mm -hmm. I think the full thing is on YouTube, and I think he's took it down from Facebook to do kind of like a recap video to drive people to the YouTube. So yeah check that out if you're interested That's just me rambling on which he thought it was going to be about primarily my music stuff but i ended up going off on literally everything i'm trying to do and he was kind of surprised it was actually really interesting <laughs> but yeah i've got some i got some stuff i'm working on that should be coming out hopefully soon it's been you know working all the time so and i'm working hard that's why i'm not getting anything done <laughs> Bless you, everybody. As I always say, collaboration breeds community. Stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace.